Well, fuck it. Oh, fuck it. Yes, that's your answer. That's your answer to everything. Shut the fuck You're up! You're right to take me Shut to up! Will you shut up! Shut up! Shut, 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 shut up! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Well, let me tell you something. Human life means very little to me at this point in time. You see, I thrive on misery. I hate my job. I'm going to burn this mother down. And I said, you better not. You better not. Welcome to another edition of The Lame Show. I am your host, Charlie Alamo, and uh, this is a jam-packed edition. Actually, it's really not. I used to say that a bunch. Oh, it's jam-packed. Everybody does so much stuff that we've got going on, and then there's nothing. But uh, I've actually been thinking about it, and I think I'm going to tell the story of how I met Artie Lang and uh, hooked up with him for a little bit in the summer of... Shit, that would have been 2012, and then I hung out with him uh, 2012, 13, and then a little bit in 2014 before his show got canceled, uh, the Artie Lang show that he used to do, as well as Nick and Artie. I got to go up and see that show and uh, the whole studio that they had, which was an amazing studio. You For radio, I've seen everything in radio from... Tiny closets to amazing studios, and they had an amazing studio. Pool table in it, a full kitchen. It had a uh, pop-up, one of those pop-shot basketball games. Full stage. It was amazing. An amazing place. The, uh, the bathroom that they had for the hosts and the guests had a shower in it, a huge walk-in shower. It was, it was pretty incredible. Um, so... That's uh, a little bit about what the studio was like. But anyway, how I met Artie, it actually goes back to 2011. I was uh, night bowling with my dad because, I don't know, I was drinking a lot at the time. So what else do you do? Go bowling at night with all the rest of the the hoods and the uh, undesirables bowling and listening to music at loud volumes. It doesn't bother me any. It was all good. I was hammered. I didn't give a shit about any of that. Anyway, I saw a poster for the Antisocial Comedy Tour. And actually, that year, the 2011 one, Artie wasn't on that. I think Jim Brewer was instead, if I remember correctly. And I remember saying something to my dad. Oh, when I come back from Alaska, I'd like to go to that next year if they're still doing it. So I went to Alaska, worked for another summer, which is another story altogether. I told you about the first summer up in Alaska. The second summer was a different one. Altogether, I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. But, so... I'll get into that that whole Alaska trip in another another story, another podcast, and whole another deal. So I uh, come back from Alaska, go back to Kmart, working there for a while. Then the antisocial comedy tour comes around, so I buy tickets immediately because I have got to go. So I buy them in you know thinking that I'm going to go with my dad or somebody else. I don't I don't even know who I was going to go with. I was like I just bought tickets. I don't give a fuck. Luckily, my friend John Jr. went, and uh, I'm so glad that he did. Because we had a fucking great time. We uh, had laughed our balls off, drank. Uh, I smoked, of course, because, of course, I've got to get a little high, get a little buzz going. And uh, so we meet Artie after the show because they're doing a meet and greet type thing, buying hawking merch and stuff. Artie's just there. John turns to him and goes, what are you hawking, Artie? And he goes, oh, just goodwill, brother. So we start rapping with him a little bit. I tell him about, uh, you know, wanting to get into comedy and stuff like that. He says, hey, I'm going to an after party at the club at the casino here. Why don't you guys come? Okay, cool. So we walk around, go have a couple more drinks. I go out to the parking lot, handle my business, come back in, go to the club. They won't let me in. I'm wearing, like, 
you know, nice hundred dollar Adidas shoes. You know, they're not dirty. They're brand fucking new. I'm looking nice. They won't let me in because I'm wearing sneakers. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sneakers? That's a resort. They're like, no, that's sandals. Ugh. Um, so I, they won't let me in. John finally talks to the guy, tells them, you know, look, I'm in all this shit. You know who I am, motherfucker? He pulls this this with him. It's fucking great. So we end up going up there, going up to the the uh, VIP area. Artie's up there getting a lap dance from this fucking whore. This, it, like, not even a good-looking whore, just a disgusting whore. And the fucking look on his face was priceless. He looked like he wasn't even into it. He couldn't fucking care less. Then we walk up, and he's like, oh, hey, Charlie, what's going on? So we, we start rapping again. He's like, here, have a drink, whatever. He wasn't drinking at the time, so uh, he's like, have a drink. It wasn't even his bottle service. That was the best part of some other dude. So we're drinking some other dude's service, whatever. I get to rapping with him. He's getting ready to leave. I ride down with him in the elevator, exchange numbers with him. Boom, bam. The best part was as soon as we get down there, give him a little, you know, high five thing, a little hug. There's that fucking cocksucker security guard that wouldn't let me in before. So he's looking at me with his mouth open. I was like, yeah, motherfucker, I know people. See? I didn't at the time, but it was nice to pretend like I did. So uh, a couple weeks later, I texted him, asked him uh, if he was doing any shows in the city because I'd go down and, uh, you know, see him. And he said that he was actually doing one in West Nyack, which was, you know, shit, I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes away from where I was. It wasn't too crazy. So I went, hung out uh, in the backstage area, green room with him and Bob Levy and this other comedian, uh, Chris Stefano. And he, all of them were great guys. Bob Levy's amazing. Uh, that Chris dude was on like uh, MTV Guy Code, which I don't. Uh, yeah, whatever. He was a cool dude. He's kind of kind of a weird guy, but whatever. It was everybody was super nice. Hung out with Artie uh, again, and so he's like, "Hey, why don't you stop by the Nick and Artie show sometime? Hit me up, and uh, we can make it happen." So I'd say like maybe. A week or two later, I hit him up. He's like, yeah, come in this Friday. We don't have any guests. You can come hang out. It was, and That's when I got to go up to the studio and meet Nick DiPaolo, which was amazing. Nick DiPaolo was such a, such a fucking nice dude to even give me fucking two minutes of his time, let alone uh, pretend like he was interested in any of the bullshit that I had to say. Although I did have a fucking line among lines that I still am like, fuck, blown away that I got everybody to laugh to. They had all these Maxim posters and stuff because I think they were sponsored by them at the time when people still... This was the tail end of anybody giving a shit about Maxim. Nobody fucking cares about them now. But anyway, they had all these swimsuit whores and stuff like that up and Nick DiPaolo turns to me and he's like, Hey, Charlie, you need to get yourself a girl like that. And not missing a beat, I turned to him and I said, Nick, the only way I get a chick like that is if I take the beat out of a rape whistle. And everybody starts... And Artie's laughing, Nick's laughing, it was great exchange, uh, you know, pleasantries, whatever. Hey, come back. Cool. Talked to been, I talked to Artie, you know, off and on for about a month or so. That's when the change happens and the show becomes the Artie Lang show. Now, people ask what happened. I don't know. There wasn't any tension when I was there, but you could definitely see that Artie was doing his own thing and Nick DiPaolo was kind of getting fed up with it. Whatever. It worked out for both of them because Nick went on to go do his own thing. And, uh, you know, Artie's show ended up being pretty good. The only problem was he was, you know, dancing. He was doing his own thing, and you can't do that when you've got uh, radio gig commitment type things. It doesn't work out, even when it's so late at night as it was. Believe me, I saw him a few times in less than stellar shape, but still, hell of a nice guy. So, um, anyway, 
I uh, I started talking to Artie after Nick left, and I that's when I started actually going up to the show. A you know every week, week and a half, every every few weeks, it was pretty frequently that I was up there, starting to meet people. I actually it was so frequently that I had a interview with Dan Filato, who was the producer at the time, who I I thought was a prick, and uh, you know I wasn't very nice to him at the end when he you know basically kind of shooed me away i i don't blame him at the time because he probably thought that i was one of our you know one of many people that was dealing to Artie or doing something i don't know i don't really know what he was thinking but the guy was kind of a prick but anyway who cares now he's a good guy he's cool enough he was nice enough to me anyway to take a meeting with somebody who is a fucking absolute nobody not saying that Dan Filato is that great of a guy. I mean, he fucking worked on a bunch of bullshit shows before he worked with Artie, so don't make him out to be. He worked on uh, Chicago Today and uh, the those other crappy shows that that producer worked on that they got for Wayne's World in the movie. Anyway, that's a long tangent that didn't need to be said, but it was anyway. So hung out with Artie. I got to write some bits and uh, for the show that they ended up using, which was cool. I'm not going to go into what bits and stuff I wrote because it doesn't really matter now. It was just such a cool experience and uh, met so many celebrities and com- a ton of comedians, people that I never thought that I would have the time, uh, you know, even five minutes of their time. I hung out a lot with, uh, uh, I spent like a good 30 minutes hang- uh, just talking and uh, chain smoking Watching Dave Dettel chain smoke and me secondhand smoke his cigarettes uh, out in front of the comedy cellar one night. Already got me into that, you know. After the show one night, he's like, do you want to go to the, this after party that Dave Attell's having for the Comedy Central Underground? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. So, I mean, he got me into a lot of cool stuff. I had a lot of great times hanging out with Artie Lang. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see. Uh, hopefully he comes back strong, stronger and better than ever. But uh, we'll see. You know, only time can tell. He's clean now, supposedly. And uh, I hope for his sake that he is, because he was such a generous and nice guy. Literally, every th- I don't know anybody that could really hate the guy. If you had f- two minutes to talk to him, you it was, you know, incredible. So I thought I'd give a little tale about uh, how I met Artie. And um, yeah, I guess that's basically it, because I hung out with him and got to go on the show a few times, was a guest. And uh, that was pretty cool. And then one day, it was just, uh, I went to get a hold of him, and he's like, yeah, the show got canceled. So, and then I talked to him off and on for a few more weeks, and then I think he got into a big bender, because he gave out his number, and then he changed his number, and I talked to him a little less frequently after that, but still a great guy, and uh, yeah, I was reading his book again, uh, Crash and Burn, and I was thinking about meeting Artie, so I was like, "Eh, maybe I'll do a show where I talk about how I met him a little bit and some of the stuff that I got to see. So, there you go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Lame Show. Hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, whatever. Don't listen to it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So, I don't really care. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for checking it out, and you'll hear me the next time that I'm talking to you. I despise each and every one of you. You get nothing. Absolutely nothing. No brains, power, no future. 